If you could share one big idea to change the future of education, what would it be? In our One Big Idea series on Future of School, the podcast, we'll hear from a diverse array of education stakeholders, from parents and educators to longtime industry leaders who will share their bold proposals to transform teaching and learning in the United States. Together, we'll amplify one another's unique perspectives, consider new solutions, and above all, make sure every voice is included in the conversation. Welcome to the Future of School, One Big Idea podcast miniseries, where thought leaders share their vision for a single idea that could transform the education system in America. Today, we're joined by Kevin P. Chavez, President of Academic Policy and External Affairs at Stride Learning Incorporated. Also, he's on the board at Future of School. It's so wonderful to have you with us today, Kevin. Oh, it's always good to be with you, Amy. Thank you. So we are eager to hear, what is your one big idea? So let me tell you about my big idea. And it's a huge idea. I get asked everywhere I go, how can we best help our teachers? How can we stop teachers from being maligned? How can we pay them more? Oh, and by the way, how can we purge our schools of teachers that don't measure up? Well, this is an idea that started back in the 80s during the report of a nation at risk. And I think it's an idea whose time has come. We need to professionalize our teaching core. And what does that mean? That means that once you become a certified teacher, then you become viewed as a professional similar similar to a doctor, a lawyer, an accountant. That means you will get more money because you have a professional certification. But that also means that teachers in every state must undergo what I call self-policing. Just like doctors have boards of doctors who, if they view that there's malpractice, they can suspend their license. Lawyers have boards of lawyers who will review complaints about bad legal practice and they can disbar lawyers. Same with accountants. The beautiful thing about this is many people complain about the fact that outsiders are always criticizing the effectiveness of teachers. But if you have this internal mechanism in place where teachers are able to select their own peer review panels and then decide whether or not to sanction teachers, remediate teachers, and in exchange for that, because of this higher standard of care, then teachers will get more money at the very beginning. So in some states where teachers are only getting paid $30,000, $40,000 a year, you could even double that as an entry level. And the more certifications, the more degrees they get, they will get more money. I think this is an idea whose time is coming. By the way, Years ago, when I uh, debated uh, Randy Weingarten, one of the teachers union leaders on the issue of school choice, I brought up this idea and she actually supports the idea and said that it just hasn't had much momentum among other uh, unions. I think this is an idea whose time has come. It will lead to better starting salaries for teachers, as I said. And on top of that, it will always make for a much better, higher standard of care among teachers in our schools. Wow, that is a huge idea. And it's a, it's a great one. Have you run this idea by any teachers who are currently working in classrooms? 
Uh, I have not in any official capacity, but as you know, Amy, I've probably visited hundreds and hundreds of schools around the country, indeed around the world. And what made me think about it several years ago was when, when I would visit schools, I would have a teacher come to me and say, almost whispering conspiratorially, look, Mr. Chavis, uh, you know, if you have any say, could you talk to the principal or ask questions about the teacher uh, who's, uh, you know, I, I'm a third grade teacher, the second grade teacher. I get two classes to me and from the second grade. One classroom, second grade teacher is terrific. The other one is terrible. I always have to make, make up for what she hasn't done. Now, I can't say anything publicly about it, and I don't want to get anyone in trouble. But one of the challenges that, that uh, many teachers have, like that teacher and others who have who approached me, is they feel like they have to remediate and try to make up for bad teaching. And by the way, studies show that in most challenged neighborhoods in uh, inner city America and in rural America, the average student gets two to three grades of bad teaching, which sends them, them down that pathway of a bad education. Again, I want to make sure people understand, I'm not saying all teachers are bad, but if you have one bad teaching experience and you're a student or two bad teaching experiences early in your career, then it can destroy your love of learning. And so uh, I have not formally brought it up, but, you know, as I kept getting stopped by various teachers in elementary, middle, and high school, I would bounce this idea off of teachers. So probably 50 or so over the years. And every time I do, they say, wow, that's a great idea. The challenge is getting momentum around it and in a way that is not viewed as punitive. And I do think that this idea of starting teachers off at a higher salary with an understanding they'll engage in their own self-policing, that takes away the punitive edge. Absolutely. And I think every single one of those 50 hallway conversations that you had with the educators, that the fact that every single one of them was supportive of it, because me, as it's been a few years that I've been in the classroom teaching, but as a former teacher, I love that idea. I think it's great because I'm in the classroom. I want to work with students. I want to be the best teacher I can be. And so there is, what is the harm and foul in putting together peer panels to be able to do that? And, and to pay teachers and educators a salary that doesn't require them to work a summertime job or a part-time job, which we're hearing more and more of. It's, it should be professionalized. So I think yeah. it's, a, it's a great concept. And the other thing about it, Amy, is I think who sort of, not necessarily births this idea because it came 30 years ago, almost 40 years ago uh, with the Nation at Risk report, but who champions this idea is important. I mean, you know, I work for Stride. We're the largest online educator in the country, as you know. I'm viewed as an outside agitator in my previous life. I'm also viewed as an alternative educational uh, operator. I think that it's not me. I'm not the person who champion this because people may say, okay, you're just being critical or you're trying to, to blow up the system. No, I think this is a value add. What we really need are internal teaching voices inside mainstream school districts all across America who would champion this idea 
and so is presented and received in a way that is viewed as an ally approach and not an adversarial approach. Yeah, and there's, we talk about that a lot at Future of School, elevating the voices of teachers and educators and students. The people who are in schools the most amount of time, the ones who are in the classrooms are the ones who we don't hear from enough. They're the ones who have been disempowered and putting them in positions where they can own the teaching and own the learning, that's where the change comes. Yeah, and by the way, I will also say this, that I, this is a parenthetical, I can't help it, you know, I I tend (laughs) to throw my opinions out there, but I think there are far too many weighing, many, there are far too many people weighing in on the quality and caliber of teaching in our schools who haven't been inside a classroom in years. I think it's just, you know, it's it's overdone. And, you know, many academic uh, educator theorists can wax eloquent from afar. And I I do think the reason why I believe this this big idea has legs is, as you alluded to, uh, many teachers who I have spoken with inside their classrooms about this idea, they love the idea. Because it, 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 one, it helps with the bottom line in terms of, you know, getting more for what you do and, and, and being valued for what you do. But this idea of, of peer review and making sure that you have quality teachers in every classroom, it's not just something that many parents are looking for, but frankly, many teachers inside the system are looking for. As teachers have said to me in so, in, you know, in so many words, you know, sometimes they get tired of cleaning up messes. And look, that 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 sounds critical, but it is a reality that faces uh, far too many of our uh, classroom teachers. Yeah, great point. And when have we ever seen the type of open door policy ever in the history of education than we saw during the pandemic, where teachers are teaching remotely from their homes, parents are able to see how their students are, quote unquote, learning in in what you've called, Kevin, the emergency learning or the crisis schooling environment. And so to me, it seems that we are at a really ripe time for this, for this type of shift and change. Yeah, we're in the midst of a global reset on how we interact with each other, how we socialize among ourselves, how we engage with our family, how we engage in our professional careers, how we view the world, uh, what importance do we place on what things in life? Uh, the pandemic, as tragic as it has been, as frustrating as it has been, it has led to a global reset. Now, when people even go out for lunch at a restaurant, they savor the meals better. I heard someone talk about it on NPR, you know, when they were just being interviewed. It was the first restaurant they went to where there were no masks and they took their time, they enjoyed themselves. Uh, this reset, I think, extends to education, teaching, and learning. And I think that shame on us if we hearken back to the old normal. I think this is an opportunity to explore big ideas. That's why I love this concept uh, that the future school through you is, is undertaking. Where look, you know, as we go through this global reset. Uh, in all walks of life, particularly education, teaching, and learning, let's figure out what we could be doing differently 
to aid those parents who now got a view under the camel's tent about what's going on in the classroom, students who understand that there should be a better usage of technology in classroom, but you still must have socialization opportunities and you can't just have, as some people think, computers teaching kids. Uh, so let's, let's figure out how we can take the best of what we've learned during this challenge, challenging time and make it work for families. Professionalizing our te teaching core. Kevin, you've given us a lot to think about and inspired many listeners. Thank you for being on our podcast today. Thank you for listening to Future of School, the podcast. What's your one big idea to transform education? Connect with us on social media or on our website, www.futureof.school to share. And if you're one of our listeners enjoying the podcast on Apple, we hope you'll consider leaving a five-star review to help more people find the show.